this is Breezy, and you are about to listen to an episode of No Matter What Did You Just Say? An after show hosted by the Section 109 Podcast. This was an after show hosted for episodes of the No Matter What docuseries about Chattanooga Football Club. This was recorded and broadcasted live on Facebook and YouTube and on CFC's official channels. We also wanted to release them as podcasts, however, so here they come. We apologize in advance if the audio is a bit wonky, but we were all in different locations with varying audio and video setups. You can find links and these actual video episodes archived on CFC's official YouTube. Hey, Welcome. We are here. Welcome, everybody, to the uh, Section 109 podcast does the after show. The, uh, the title we have given this bad boy, if I can scroll up, because I have to read it every time, even though this is the sixth episode, you'd think I'd have it by now, <laughs> is no matter what did you just say, a no matter what after show hosted by the Section 109 podcast. Uh, let's just roll straight into this. What a banger of an episode. Oh, so good. I had so many emotions. It was insane. All the feelings, all the feelings. Mm -hmm. Straight up, we have producer Jay on the Facebook saying, Ayo, which uh, that was exactly how I was feeling when I wasn't trying to, when I was trying not to cry um, because Zeka's and and Juan's stuff was so, so emotional, which we'll get there here in a little bit. Uh, And then Basement and Carl Space Solutions says, Amazing. And I agree. Wow. 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 That is, uh, for my money, the best episode so far and makes me so excited for more. Let's start out, though, talking a little bit uh, about kind of the the aftermath of ep- the last episode, right? So the last episode ends with us losing. How how did you kind of relive that moment, Smitty? So it was hard to watch. If we're talking about last week's episode, it was hard to relive because we lost a game against a better team. And we very easily could have won it. Um, So it was really sad, but also it was very bittersweet because you could see how hard the team played. Um, And as a fan, that's all I'll ever ask for is just put your heart out there. And they did. Um, And I think we were unlucky to not win. And you could see the passion coming into the beginning of this episode. You could see that with the guys. They were upset. They knew they could have won. They were beating themselves up about it. And I thought Fuller did an amazing job um, in the post-match um, briefing of of just talking him through it. Like, listen, now's not the time to blame anyone. Now's you know now's the time to to realize how good of a team we are, how together we are, and, and how close we were. Yeah, yeah, totally. I man, just the I, I feel like the guys really left it all out on the field like left Mm -hmm. everything they had out on the field which is all like you said all we can ask um bill hammond trees more from the chat says zeka uh and then sorry i don't know how to pronounce your first name croy thompson mr thompson miss thompson uh from the facebook says is there a way for out-of-town fans to get the link to watch the doc uh there will be um it is not currently on streaming services. It will be. There's negotiations going on ongoing. I don't know all the details, but what I can tell you is that one of the major streaming providers, um, a household name, don't know which one, it will be on that. They're hoping sometime towards the end of the summer, but that has not been officially uh, worked out yet. So there's a bit of a bidding war, which is, a, I think, a good thing for everybody. But we're waiting on hearing the official word of where it's going to be and when its release date is. Uh, Ian Newman says, what's up, Breezy? What's up, brother? Good to good to see your fa- see your face in uh, in tiny form on my screen. Um, 
so yeah coming out of that uh out of that really sad part um we moved into like a really serious business part of the um of the episode and of the off season mm -hmm. and so um yeah how, how was that for you watching those those technical conversations in in the, in the boardroom so to speak yeah it was it's kind of tough to watch because they're talking about guys that several of them I've had a drink with um, and, or, you know, you, you grow to love watching them play. I think the, the person they talked about the most was KJ and you and I were, were very excited about him and then very heartbroken. Totally. He did get injured. Um, but it, it makes everything that they said makes sense. Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting. I love a good peek behind the curtain. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I thought it was fascinating. Um, I thought it was fascinating to hear the business realities uh, behind a player that you like. And, and KJ's, I think, at this point, still recovering now. I think he's just now starting to come back and, and do some stuff if, if Facebook is any indication. So it's it's interesting and it's, it's sad, but also like it's the real realities. If a guy's injured mm -hmm. and they're on, kind of on the bubble, so to speak, like they, they'd like him back, they'd like to get a good look at him. But if they're hurt, they can't perform and if they can't perform you know that's it's a bummer but i guess that's the reality of life so yeah I've, i found it really really yeah. interesting and also uh a tug to my heartstrings a little bit um so there's also a uh a point in here on, on our notes which is that friendlies are going to help decide player contracts for the next season so kind of set the stage we came out of um we came out of the the bubble with two more games to play tell me a little bit about those games mm -hmm. and kind of what we were looking at for those yeah, so coming out of coming out of the bubble, we get what is it a week off? Something like that. Before we play, yeah, Louisville. So we play Louisville Metro. We win three zero. We're a drastically better side than Louisville Metro. What league do they play in? Do you? Remember? I think we. I think we won five two that game. Um, yeah. yeah, we they play in the MPSL, but that was that was a wild game. Like that was mm -hmm. a really back and forth. Like I felt like all five scores, all five goals we scored were easy, but also they scored kind of easily. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was it was an interesting game. I know you know it was fun. Um, I'll tell you this: you and I looked damn good banging the drums, um, and it was fun. To, and it was to, to watch the boys. Go and ahead. I was saying it was cool being back, uh, like after the after the tournament and having you know having fans again and, and just seeing each other. Um, Producer Jay says we went down one to zero, didn't we? I think we did. Um, I tried to block yeah. that out, honestly, but I think you're right. I think we did. Um, also, we Bill don't talk about these friendlies very often. Yeah, for real. Bill Hammetry also says I'll binge watch Saturday morning because he's got it on his DVR after our victory tomorrow night. CFCTix.com. Yes. Get your tickets, guys. There's a game tomorrow night. We won two nights ago on Tuesday, four to one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely smacked around la force and you do not want to miss tomorrow night that second game in the group stage it's going to be fun it's going to be fun um i see a, a note from you here smitty on the um on the chronological breakdown in our notes that says who is playing pac-man yeah what does that mean did, did you not notice so in the uh in the office room where they were doing the technical staff meeting there was a pac-man machine in the corner uh that's yeah, that's a good question. I wonder who the best Pac-Man player on the team is, and I wonder if they have competitions. 
Yeah. I bet it's a, I bet it's Jordan. Probably. That would that would make sense to me. That would make sense to me. Okay. So I there's a there's a question here. Um and, and it was for Zeka, and I think I actually know the answer. Um, and it was like, what are extras after training? Because of that part where they talk about taking extras. I want to know what kind of extras. I wanted his opinion. Take. Yeah. Because like they're extra yeah, reps, I, I know. right? Yeah. And he's leading it. So what all what all goes into that? What is what yeah. is he doing with the guys? What different things are they doing? Because um, I, I, think, I think that would be fun. Because we hear stories about – Ryan Marcano practicing bicycle kicks, which he scores, and Clay practicing outside of the box bangers for ten minutes after every practice. So, totally, guys, just like practicing these little things that they want to do during a game. That's a that's an incredibly good point. Uh, side note, uh, what are you wearing right now, Monsieur Smitty? I am wearing the all gold everything twenty fifteen home jersey what are you wearing i am wearing a little owner's jersey a little owner's jersey uh, by the way i think we might have a special guest about to jump in right before the clip snap you're wearing the owner's jersey and i am owning this jersey hey i like it i like it we'll hope <laughs> we'll just uh buy a little hey, time here bill ha bill hammontree needs to calm down he says this is the worst jersey ever Hey, look at that good-looking guy, Mr. Zeka. What's up, guys? Can Zeka, you hear me? Hey. Yeah, I hear you. Not, I hear you loud and clear. Uh, I'm by CBC, you know, like a lot of, lot of noise out here. So just let me know if I need to, like, walk away or something. No, you sound, you sound great, man. You sound great. So tell me, man, how was watching that episode, especially with how much it talked about your retirement? Was that, was that pretty emotional for you? Yeah, it was pretty special, you know, um, a lot of memories come back to me, you know, uh, locker room and game game day stuff, you know. Yeah, you know, not gonna lie to you, it does it does make me miss it even more now. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. There's a lot of people in the comments talking about you. A lot of people saying Zeko with exclamation points, or Bill Hammondry says the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so man. while we have you here, I'd love to watch a clip all three of us now uh, from the dock real quick. So if producers, if we could roll that first clip and we'll watch that all together, then we'll talk about it afterwards. That first clip with Juan and Zeka in the locker room. Okay. Juan, uh, yeah, I have something to say. Zeka, you have been always a great player for this club, but I think most important, you have always been a great teammate and a great friend. Uh, you have inspired many of us in the past years. You have inspired many of us this year, including myself. Uh, so I think for that and for all the memories that we have created on and off the field, I think it will be my pleasure to follow you into the field today. So I wanted to be the captain. Thank you. Thank you. You know, just for, for those that know me uh, now or well, in the past, um, let's do this again, you know, like give everything we've got for this club, any given moment again, against any given opponent at any given time. It's a friendly, but I know we don't want to finish the season in the wrong way, so let's not do it for me, but for yourselves and whatever you get 
going forward for you, whether it's playing or not. I mean, just finish the right way. So let's get going. Right on the line. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen that clip three times now, and I tear up every time. Gets me, so gets Zach, me. What, what was going through your head for your last time walking out onto the field? Um, it was just trying to think what all that meant for me, you know, um, giving time to, to talk in a locker room and uh, – having the light shine on me a little more than usual. Uh, I was just trying to think really and soak that in so I can realize what was that, you know, that I just experienced for the past 20 something years of my life that's been, you know, playing soccer and a competitive level. So, uh, yeah, looking back now, I feel like I have a pretty good idea what, what that was and uh, yeah, so that day was pretty special, not going to lie to you. How was it? Because so, I know you still wanted to put on a, a good performance. So with all of the emotion that you had in the locker room and then you come out and they have a whole ceremony for you, um, how, <laughs> what, was, what was that like trying to, trying to play with all of those emotions? It was a, even a, a bigger source of motivation. Um, through that week that I, that game was coming through, I started to reach out to people that have been part of um, my journey here, like had a really uh, close connection to me, soccer and, and all that. And a uh, majority of those people showed up. And even though it wasn't a full stadium, but people that were there, like you guys, it was just so special for me, each each individual. And, um, you know, that I had a, a indiv like a closer relationship with not just in the field, but outside of the field as well. So just was super motivating for me even to like, I was not expecting to play 90 minutes, but once I realized I was doing that, <laughs> I just kind of like, yeah, let's, you know, trying to at least get a go here. Come on. <laughs> and I think you hit the post yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I hit the post. Uh, On a bicycle maybe? Or a pretty no, good post twice. Yeah. Twice, even before the bicycle, a Darwin player ball back that I opened up my hips and shoot it across in the ground. And yeah, he did the post. So could have been two goals and two one. Imagine that. <laughs> and it would have been such a fitting retirement. But, you know, fate fate didn't didn't put it that way. Um, okay, if I had score, I probably wouldn't be retired right now. So uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> Fuller might have just ripped up your your retirement. Uh, yeah, me as well. I'd be like, nah. I'm still. I'm gonna keep doing this. <laughs> oh, and that was a crazy game too. I felt like the referee did yeah. uh, a really bad job. I mean, you know, Ho we saw the video Hoff getting hurt on a, just a terrible tackle. It was a very, yeah. very, very physical game. Um, yeah. You know, we heard we heard Rich in the locker room say, "Guys, there's nothing friendly about this game." Um, right. Did did it feel um, uh, did it feel as intense on the field as it felt to us in the stands and as it looked on the screen? Yes, for sure. It was a very physical game. I think Maryland came in with the thought of impressing the league and, and putting a statement, you know, that they're, they're a legit team. But to be fair with them, I couldn't have asked for a better team to play my last game, you know. That's really what I wanted. I want a competitive game, a physical game. That's 
that's you know the games that I thrive the most. And um, yeah, and at the end over there, you know, they all go close to me. The 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 op op uh, opponent players and they were, you know, saying really nice things to me. So I, I'm I was very very uh, pleased that we we get to play with them. So it was really nice. That's great. Um, I have a I have a question here um, that and then I have a couple of things in the um, in the in the chat I want to tell you. But uh, do you have a favorite CFC goal of your career? My that, favorite CFC goal? One that you scored. Yeah. Do you have a favorite goal you scored? You know, your third all time, I think, in goals and, you know, or maybe second. Anyway, you're your yeah, your third all time in goals. Like, do you know yeah. which one of those is your favorite or do you have a favorite? Yeah, I do have a favorite. It was, uh, I think we talked, I maybe told you that once on a previous podcast. Or uh, It was the game against a team in California. I don't remember which one. In 2014, my second year with CFC. Semi-final here in Finley Stadium. Uh, so I was working Sacramento Gold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was just a... Uh, such a special moment, you know, it's back in the day, but it just meant more for me because I was working so hard on that season to get minutes and to be able to be on that position in the semifinal. The game was tied 1-1. There was 10,000 people in the stands and be able to score that, that was very, very special. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Bill Hammontree in the chat says his favorite Zeka moment was marching in the St. Patrick's Day parade with you a few years ago. And I remember pictures from that of you holding trophies and a banner. You know, you're, you're a real Chattanoogan and a Chattahooligan now. Um, yeah. You know, there's another uh, distinguished member of this chat. Uh, Mr. Grega Hartley is, uh, is in the chat and he says, hello. He says, Zeka. <laughs> so, so yeah, great. man. Uh, let's. We're gonna watch one more clip, and we won't keep you too much longer because I know you've got people there. But we're gonna watch one more clip, uh, kind of you talking about your um, experience in Chattanooga, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit after that, and then we'll let you go. So if we can roll that clip right now, Zeka talking about his retirement and his Chattanooga story, please. You know, when I started playing for CFC, it was uh, just a matter of trying to play during the summer, in between my college schedule. Um, I was lucky to be seen and known by the CFC coach at the time, Bill Elliott. He invited me to play in the summer for the first time in 2013. I, I did fairly well for my first year, scored a couple of goals, and 2014 rolled roll up and I wanted to do it again, and I came back. I started enjoying the city more, the team was doing super well, you know, getting um, national recognition still on the semi-professional level, but still, you know, uh, doing good things for, for the club. And that just drew my excitement, you know. I, I always dreamed to play professional soccer. And at that point in my life, that kind of fulfilled that dream, you know, having the experience of playing in front of fans and um, just being recognized by, by something that I really like doing it and maybe a little step up from college soccer too. Last year was a, our last year of a semi-professional level. Um, I played and uh, kind of stopped working at that point, got married, and I realized that, you know, CFC was turning pro and there was a chance for me to, to do officially a, a professional season. And things worked out in my favor as far as, uh, you know, having a spot in, this, in the roster. 
and uh, yeah, just just end up signing for for CFC this year and, and still going at it. So I'm pretty excited about that. Ooh, I I cried so much this episode. Um, I he, I think Greg. Uh, um, he just said in the chat and he, he hit the nail on the head. This is awesome. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Um, Zeke, we got a couple more questions for you. So our friends over at the 423 Soccer Pod um, were wondering what you're doing now and are you involved with the club um, or the academy? Uh, shout out to the guys at the 423 uh, the section of uh, the podcast. Um, Sorry, too. I also got a little emotion here. <laughs> uh, it's all good, uh, I'm I'm currently not involved with the with the club uh, anymore and, and the academy as well. Uh, I kind of took a step away just to try to move on from that cycle of my life. Uh, I'm currently back of being a civil engineer. That's uh, the degree that I hold, and that's what I'm doing right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, you know, best of luck um, in, in all of your future endeavors. Um, and one more thing. So, you know, when did when did you know when did you know that that the Bobcats was going to be your last game? Um, I just kind of was fading out that thrive of competitiveness. You know, like being physical and. Getting people kicking me was really annoying me. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that anymore, you know. So I felt like, you know, better to call it now than to linger here for way too long and, you know, being more frustrated later. So it's just, I was happy with that decision. And um, my phone might die here, guys. So I'm going to apologize for all of the this year. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Zeka, thank you for, for, uh, for jumping on here tonight. Thank you for all you've done for this club. Um, thank you, know, you guys. Thank you. You too. I want to thank you personally, uh, Smithy and Breezy, you know, you guys carrying the torch, you know, making this club better. You guys do an amazing job overall. So just keep doing that. I'm going to keep following. I'll be in the stand. So I hope to see you guys out there and everybody, you know, that have been, you know, that I made friends with. I want to keep in touch. So I'll see you. Hey, man, we, we love you. We will we will yeah. see you in 109 whenever it is that you feel comfortable coming back. Obviously, well, if you I'm, need... I'm back. I'm watching okay. the games. Though. We'll see you guys on Friday. Tomorrow. Okay, come 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 find oh, me. We'll, we'll get you a drum. We'll have a and drum. It looks like his phone died at the perfect time. Uh, man, Smitty, I want to cry right now. I have no yeah. CFC memories prior to Zeka. Mm-hmm. I have like uh, my first season yeah. was 2014, which he was talking about, right? I know it was your se- first mm-hmm. season too. That's the season we met, and man, like I'm, I'm it, it, it's such a, a crazy thing. Um, luckily, we still have a few guys that kind of carry that torch uh, in Juan, especially, and then Cam and, and Pipe a little bit too. But Zeka is the was the only player that had been here the entire time I've been a CFC fan. I don't know CFC without Zeka, so this is. You know, this is a great season and a fun season already, and I'm excited for tomorrow night, but also a little part of my heart hurts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's going to be different. I don't know if you caught this, but I thought it was hilarious. He he said that he was sick of, of getting kicked. Getting kicked? Um, well, the and, Bobcats and, is a good game to I go out on. I mean, true. 
But you and I will always talk about one of our favorite things about Zeka is his ability to lure guys into to kicking and elbowing him. Yep. So, I mean, you uh, look at that LA Force that, game. That's funny. You look at that LA Force game that we saw in uh, episode two, right? He drew that elbow being a, yes. uh, you know, just a, a past and being an, a, an old veteran. So, yeah, man, I love it. Um, man, I'm going to miss him. But the good part is, and the best part about all of this is that Zeka, you know, his, his, memory and his legend lives on in club lore but he's he's not going like anywhere at least for now he still lives mm -hmm. and works in chattanooga chattanooga still home so you know he, he's still a he's a chattanoogan first and and a cfc player second which you know that i think that's a little special a little special something we were we were talking to him um he was looking for an apartment we were talking to him about where he wanted to live and him and his wife were, were choosing the location of their apartment based on proximity to hiking trails. Uh, yeah, that sounds there's right. There's nothing more Chattanooga that you could possibly do. No, that is the most. Uh, also, if you get on uh, Zeka's Instagram, you will see pictures of him in a kayak with his dog, which is just the most Chattanooga thing ever. <laughs> and and uh, Marshall said it really well in the episode when he said, you know, it, after all of this, you know, he married a Chattanoogan, so he's one of us, yeah. um, doubly one of yeah. us, I should say. Um, so let's move right along from from Zeka stuff, so that I, I don't start to cry, and let's talk a little bit uh, about kind of how the how it finished up. Right, we had mayor T mayor elect Tim Kelly. Congratulations, Tim Kelly. Um, talking about open tryouts. Um, essentially, mm -hmm. five months later, we saw baby faced red with uh, the Matt Van Dynen haircut. Um, just looking fresh and babyish, and now his hair's long again. So I don't know how much hair that guy grows. Um, also, maybe the time times are flipped. I don't know. Uh, and then we went to open tryouts, and um, yeah, we actually have a clip from open tryouts. So let's let's go ahead and watch that open tryouts clip. That clip number three, please. For the entire history of the club, we've we've done open tryouts. Um, so it's it's just part of who we are, and I think it's a, it's a critical critical part of club culture and and uh, you know the culture of uh, of soccer in the city. You know, we want people to come out from wherever and give it a shot, see if they can make the team. And the turnout today has been fantastic. Uh, got a lot of new faces out here, and dovetails really well with what the league's trying to do with Nisa Nation because Sean Landry's up here from AFC. Mobile, and you know they may find some players too, which is which is great. So it's such a great day, and it's just a great day to be out here. Um, a spring, you know, springs, and uh, when we start to gear up for the season, it's an exciting day. Guys, first off, welcome. Thank you for coming in. My name's Peter Fuller. I'm the head coach with Chattanooga Football Club. I have chill bumps. The way that mm -hmm. finishes out is, and because it's obviously leading into next season. Oh, such good production. Also, like, and then we need to go some comments because there's a bunch of them in the comment section. But the yeah. that shot of the camera panning across, dude. I'm so, I'm so proud that you picked that up. Um, because I'm definitely the cinephile of the group, and that's like my favorite thing about the entire document was that one shot. Um, it was very good. It it looked like a straight up like video game shot. Like it was 
it looked wild. So going to some of the comments, Greg says, uh, Gregory Hartley, Senor Hartley, Grega, uh, another CFC legend in and of himself. We, we miss you, Grega. Says, all hail Zeka. Um, and he says, I remember old school tryouts um, getting snowed on. Um, is that is that Nick Edgington? Who is that? Uh, it just says Nick on it. Uh, the only thing more oh, Chattanooga than Zeka are Chacos. Is it Lastine? That's 100% Lastine, oh, yeah. I, and I, I, I would one-up him by saying the only thing more Chattanooga than that is Zeka in Chacos, which I would bet – I bet you he owns. If Zeka doesn't own Chacos, then I – I'm not wearing this. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, it is Lestine. Okay. I was like, I was really confused. Hi, Nick. Good to see you, buddy. Um, I just, anyway, I don't know why I just had a moment there. Um, and then uh, TJ Moore says uh, to Jay Buchanan, and Jay had said Louisville was the first game he remembers not having Zach on the field. That's what Jay said. And then TJ replying to Jay said, uh, same, I started going mid-2013. He's really been a mainstay, and Zach is a guy that's reinvented himself, right? He started as a striker, but he couldn't kind of couldn't get on the field because we had two really good strikers. So he went from striker to center midfielder. And then back up to attacking midfielder, he's played out on the right, he's played out on the left. He's really played all over the field, including back at striker in his later years, both as an amateur and a professional. It's it's amazing what he's managed to do through hard work and um, an effort, really, uh, and and just being smart. Um, so I think here pretty soon we might be joined by another special guest, and we'll see when he pops in. Um, but until then, uh, what is what is the one enduring thing before we get out get on move on to another topic? Actually, the Wolfsburg announcement from today. Uh, what's the one thing you'll take from this last episode, Smitty? Um, counting down the minutes, seconds, and hours until I get to see more, um, which is what we haven't seen yet, which is this season. So we've got we've, we're one game in. So um, I. I, I, I want to see more of the players on top of that. Like I want, I, cause I, we've got some great personalities on the team and we got to see a little bit of that with the bubble content. So I want to see, I want to see even more. So I can't wait to see, and Matt, we're talking about welcome to the show, by the way, we're talking a Thank little you. bit about what, what we took out of episode six and that we were really excited to see um, either going forward or what was the thing that kind of the big takeaway. Uh, and Smitty just said, you know, wanting to see more players. I agree with that. I think, this was an entire pilot season filmed out of a three-week tournament and a couple games and a few little bit of tryouts here and there. Having an entire season, um, potentially 30 games even, uh, or something like that to film out of, will make a much more, uh, a much deeper, I think, season. And that's not, a, that's not a shot at this season. There's just only so much footage they can get in the amount of games that they had and, and so much bubble footage and whatever else. When you film for an entire year instead of just a few weeks, I am sure they will have an amazing, amazing story to tell. Plus, there were no fans last year in the stadium so uh, for most of the season, so it's hard to tell fan stories as well. And I think, as you've pointed out so rightly offline, the Sunderland Till I Die and the uh, Man City dock and the um, Tottenham dock, like there's, there are storylines off the field that we couldn't tell mm-hmm. this year that maybe can be told next year. Um, but let's move on after Matt gives us his... Uh, his kind of thoughts on this last episode. How'd you feel about it, Maddie? Yeah. So I, uh, I, I enjoyed it tremendously. Uh, I didn't exactly know uh, where, where the ending was, was, was going uh, until, until they arrived on tryouts. And I was like, Oh man, like this is yes. Yes. Like there's going to be another season. There's going to be, 
you know, like, like uh, yeah, we're, totally. we're, we're, and we're ending and we're ending where we started. If you, if you think back to the episode one, good point. Uh, there, there's that, mm-hmm. there's that really good symmetry there. Uh, and as, as far as to kind of piggyback on, on a different question, as, as far as, uh, you know, future seasons, there is, you know, the off the field component in terms of, in terms of fans and, and things like that. Uh, but there's also off the field component for, for players, for staff, um, uh, like how does, uh, you know, I, I, I want to know more about, say those Academy kids. I want to know more about, uh, you know, guys that guys that came here, uh, you know, just in, in this past off season, I want to know more about their backstories. I want to know, you know, maybe talk to their families. Like I, there's just so much more that a, a another season, uh, can do now that things are a little bit more uh, opened up, and uh, and I'm excited to see to, to see what they do with it. Totally, I agree with all of that. Um, Shane has asked a question in the YouTube chat, and he said, uh, "You know, does anyone know the plan for the show uh, on a streaming platform?" And also, you know, he has YouTube TV, um, and I also have YouTube TV, so I, I feel your pain. I had to go through a lot of hoops to be able to see this. And if I wasn't doing an after show, I would probably be at Matthew's house trying to watch this. Um, so I, I hear you there. The good news is this will be on a streaming platform, as we as we've talked about. Um, I think a little early, maybe in this episode, but there, it will be on a streaming platform. It will be on one of the big streaming platforms. It won't be an obscure one. Uh, we don't know which one yet. We're still waiting on those negotiations to happen between the production company and the club and all those stuff. We're not privy to those conversations, but we have been told that it will be on a major streaming platform, hopefully by late summer. Um, but all, of course, that just depends on negotiations and all that stuff. But it will. It will end up on streaming. It will go all over. It will probably go worldwide. Uh, and yeah, more people will get to see the story of CFC in this first season. Um, also, uh, shout out to a great footballer. Todd has uh, volunteered Jim Chattagooner to be highlighted on next season. Uh, and, and then TJ Moore has seconded that. And I, I, I third that. I think they should definitely highlight Jim. I think they should go and follow him and find out how Owen gets his... Uh, meetings schedule and how he releases all press releases while Jim is in a meeting. Uh, that's also, a really good inside joke that only a few of you get. I also would like to know uh, how he chooses his match day shoes and, uh, and, and, and what the success, uh, the more detailed breakdown that even he provides us uh, of what that uh, success is for or, match day shoes. And maybe he could give a, a detailed breakdown of XG and how that, how that is done for folks. I think that seems like something that be interesting it, for the it documentary. Would be, it would be very compelling very compelling. So let's completely change topics and let's just kind of put a bow on this only because not that I don't want to talk about the documentary, but we had some colossal news today. Wolfsburg was announced and shown mm-hmm. on the kit release for the secondary kit, the white jerseys that CFC will be wearing what we would normally call an away jersey. And by the way, guys, the the language has changed for that. I've been corrected very strongly. It is primary and secondary simply because we will no longer wear only blue at home. We will sometimes wear white at home as well, depending on what the other team needs to wear. So we have a primary kit, which is the blue kit, and a secondary kit. Now, the primary kit for everyone... Everyone who remembers that primary kit is blue and it's got a new sponsor. It's got Louisiana hot sauce, which is a big change for some people. So uh, in a thing that I don't think many saw coming today, Wolfsburg was released on the white kit. Smitty, give me your feedback and your initial reactions. Uh, Number one, how sexy is that white kit? Oh, uh, shout out Sean Burney 
because he did an excellent job with our um, with our kits this season. Um, it, it's exciting. It opens up a lot of new opportunities for us, and I think most importantly, the partnership um, will 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 put us in the next steps of having a women's team, which a lot of us have have strongly strongly asked for, um, demanded. Um, it, it's it's the step that we need and it even solidifies ourselves. It solidifies ourselves even more in the community, which is important. Matt, I'll throw the same question to you. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, obviously a massive, massive deal. I think, uh, I I think there is, uh, there, there is some corners of maybe a soccer Twitter or, uh, the, the nerdiest of nerdy, maybe MLS fans, that might say that you know it's weird having another club's crest on on as, as a sponsor in your jersey, and I think it was weird for four and a half seconds, and then I was like, actually, this is awesome. This is really awesome uh, because lots of clubs in the United States and in Europe have these little partnership things, and they don't do anything. They it's a press release, and you pat yourselves mm-hmm. on the back, and maybe it's a vacation spot one day, uh, but this is serious. Like there's money involved. Uh, there's time, there's support. Uh, and, and I think, you know, the, the, the Jersey sponsorship is, is a headline, right? The women's team is a headline. I think what's getting lost in, in those two big headlines is this is a whole of club response. So Wolfsburg is taking all of their club and they are, they are providing resources for all of our club. So this impacts the men. This impacts a women's team that's coming back. And this also has direct, uh, direct benefit for the academy. Uh, there'll be some coaching components. There'll be uh, some, probably some sort of like uh, camps. Remember that, and, and I don't think I'm, I'm not breaking any news here. I think this was in the paper at one point. Like Wolfsburg was supposed to come here in 2020. How great would it be now, not just to have the men over here, but the women over here and doing more than just a friendly, but all kinds of stuff with our club uh, you know, for, for a week or so leading up to, to a couple of matches. Uh, I, you know, obviously I, I don't know what's going to happen with, with 2021 uh, in, in terms of the summer, in terms of COVID, things like that. But I, I got to think that one day it's going to be down the line. And uh, I, I think it's a, I mean, this is 10 years of work coming, coming together. And it's 10 years of work that a lot of people are seeing happen today for the first for the first time in any serious, like really, truly meaningful way. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think that you've seen um, this this partnership, quote unquote, on paper, right? It's a sponsorship and it's a partnership now. It's been a partnership on paper as my dog opens the door to the office. Uh, my the It's been a partnership on paper. And so they've done some things. They've done some really cool coaching things, a few academy things, some technical stuff. They've also made... Um, a trip over here with the, a, a lot of coaches and they did training and coaching training, not only for uh, academy coaches, but also for OGA coaches, which is the after school program that the foundation works with or does, puts on, excuse me, in mostly low income elementary schools. So they, there's a commitment to the community that is um, it just doesn't start today from Wolfsburg, right? It doesn't start today from CFC. This is building on a partnership, as you mentioned, that has been going for a while. And this is the next evolution of that partnership. There's a sponsorship component, which means they're writing a check. And that's huge. As a professional soccer team, you have to have someone write, you know, 
real checks. And then we, I think we're providing some interesting, I guess, marketing opportunities for them. Um, and one of the things that they've done as part of this launch is they have sent in three different clips of the sporting director, Marcel Schaefer, who has been here uh, to Chattanooga. I, I got to meet him really briefly when they came over and did some coaching stuff and some different stuff. And he has some messages and some questions that have been asked uh, to him. And so I'm going to read this first question and then we will watch the first clip and then we'll talk about that first clip. So the question is, Marcel, you've lived and played in the U.S. for a few years. And for anyone who didn't know, he played here for about, I think, 18 months or so in Tampa Bay. Uh, how did you perceive American soccer and what potential do you see for future development of the sports? And let's roll that first clip. Uh, that'll be clip number five or four, please. Clip number four, please. It was a very nice experience to live almost 18 months in the U.S., not only for me, even for my family. Uh, the potential of U.S. soccer is huge. Uh, it's growing and growing. Um, I think a lot of people mentioned that in five to six years, uh, the soccer is the most sport playing by kids. Um, so the potential is huge. The MLS is growing, getting nicer and nicer stadiums. So um, I'm really excited to see the development of the uh, soccer in the US in the next couple of Man, Smitty? Oh, it's exciting. Um, it, you know, it. It means even more to me, in my opinion, that it's it's coming from somebody that has spent time in the United States, has spent time in Chattanooga, has seen an opportunity to help and to and to grow the game, um, you know, versus just purely a marketing opportunity, which I think is what we see with a lot of clubs these days. That seems true, Matt. Yeah, I, I keep thinking. Uh, in, in terms of, you know, a lot of clubs use these as, as marketing opportunities. I think, and, and this may be, this may be a, a little bit longer term than just, you know, the, the next year, maybe two years. But I, I, I think back to, to Wolfsburg's women's team, uh, a perennial champions league contender. Um, and, and I think back to them, uh, maybe, maybe a week or two ago, getting knocked out of the, of the quarterfinals by Chelsea. Uh, and, and we've seen lots of, you know, a lot more investment in the English women's game uh, these last few years. Uh, I just can't help but think, like, this isn't just a marketing opportunity for Wolfsburg. This is an opportunity to be able to put uh, scouts in the United States, to put eyeballs in the United States, and, and to tell players, both American-based and, or, 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 you know, kind of American-grown or, or EU-grown uh, EU players playing in the, in the American collegiate game, you know, hey, if you go play for for this club, being Chattanooga, you've got eyeballs on you from the Champions League in Europe. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and Champions League clubs in Europe pay better than NWSL clubs. Uh, the contracts are a lot more like standard, uh, standard men's game as opposed to this kind of ridiculous uh, single entity system we see with MLS and NWSL. Uh, that's attractive to a lot of players that want a little bit more freedom of move, movement opportunities. And mm -hmm. I, I think it could be something that, that not just like from, from a, a boring marketing type deal, like there's potential for real tangible impact, uh, not just coming this way, but value going to, to Wolfsburg. Uh, and, and I'm going to guess that that short term or short to medium term 
probably happens on the women's side of things first uh, before even the men's game gets to a point where, you know, maybe even CFC starts uh, in our academy and, and things like that. We start like really getting getting ready to be able to send players with regularity to Europe, especially to a club like Wolfsburg, which, by the way, their men are third in the Bundesliga right now. If they if they finish in that position, they qualify for the men's champions league. Yeah. How amazing is it that there could potentially be opportunities from Chattanooga based soccer players, whether they're from here or not, but Chattanooga based soccer players or maybe just kids growing up in this town. They could have a direct pipeline to Europe. It's it's really, really cool. Um, so I mentioned earlier that Marcel had actually visited Chattanooga. Clip number two. Uh, the question that goes into that says, during your time in the U.S., you also visited Chattanooga. So partnering with Chattanooga FC is a special story for you. Right. What memories do you associate with Chattanooga based on your visit? Let's roll that next clip, please. Yes, it is special and it was special. Our trip uh, twice to Chattanooga due to the relationship to Volkswagen uh, between Volkswagen and Chattanooga and Volkswagen and uh, VfL Wolfsburg. So it was a very nice trip. It was very familiar. I had a very nice and warm welcome from all the people in Chattanooga, especially from the people from the club. And it was very impressive to see how many people uh, were in the stadium and uh, cheered for the club. It was a big win for them. It was a great atmosphere and uh, hopefully I can visit Chattanooga again and always, even here from Germany, I cross my fingers for the... I think, I think we converted him, guys. I think he's a CFC fan. The sporting director of Wolfsburg is a CFC fan and like legitimately, not just because of this partnership, because he's been here. Yeah, I, That it's makes amazing. me so happy. It, yeah, it's amazing what you can accomplish with a little bit of um, genuine Southern hospitality. Isn't that, and remember, he remembers we won. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, let's actually skip straight into the third clip. And that third clip is based on what wishes and expectations do you expect from this partnership? So that's the question. What wishes and expectations does the sporting director of Wolfsburg, Marcel Schaefer, expect from this partnership? Let's roll that last clip. So hopefully we can we can learn from each other, we can uh, visit each other, uh, even our women's team, uh, that they uh, will visit Chattanooga again with their women's team. There is a great infrastructure, a great stadium and a very nice place uh, to have like a training camp. And hopefully we can uh, get this uh, relationship better and better and growing. So straight out of that, Bill Hammondtree says Wolfsburg CFC friendly. It kind of sounds like he might be saying that too. Also, he said training camp. Yeah. Can you imagine Wolfsburg based in Chattanooga for a few weeks? There, there's clubs do tours all over all uh -huh. over Europe, all over America, all over you know, depends where they're trying to go. But during the offseason, can you imagine a set of friendlies, a, a men's team friendly, a women's team friendly, and a, maybe a training camp, maybe some open practices for the public? You know, maybe CFC players get to train with Wolfsburg players and train with um, with the Wolfsburg coaching staff and man, can you imagine the cool opportunities there? Yeah, it's, it's insane. And Wolfsburg, they also have like, they've got a, an American pedigree. They've got three Americans that play for them currently. One of them on loan and in Ulysses Lanez, um, and then another young American and Brian Ko. Um, and then one of the most memorable Americans playing today, and that's John Anthony Brooks. So it's John um, Brooks. It's John cool. Brooks. Yes. World Cup, World Cup goal scorer, John Brooks. 
man, I, I could not be happier about the uh, this partnership, and I could not be happier about the the one key bit for me personally in this, which is the announcement of a return of a women's team. Um, and I, I don't want to leave that by the side. You know, the technical side of this matters and the partnership matters and the money, of course, matters because as a club, we need to make sure we're solvent and, and, and making money. But the return of the women's team in 2022 is going to be uh, very, very welcome for me personally. Uh, Matt, how are you feeling about that particular piece of it? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's massive. Uh, ever since ever since the women's team uh, went away, you know, it, it's been it's been an ask uh, of from from the supporters, and uh, you know, I think I think it's something that we've a lot of people not not just me, not just you know you guys, but lots of people uh, from across the community have have over and over clambered and said, "This is the thing I want most more than anything." Uh, is I want the women's team back, uh, and 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 the best time to do it was was yesterday, and and the second best time to do it is today, and obviously there's there's a long way to go. Uh, they did not announce a league. They did not announce, you know, uh, any, anything in that regard. Uh, and 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 I my concern uh, is is like the women's soccer right now in this country is kind of going down a, a weird path, like the men are going. In terms of you know fractured leagues and there's no there's no like one system uh, for the game and that's concerning, uh, but I think I think we'll navigate it and I think we'll figure out what's best for what's best for for not just for for Chattanooga FC but like for the women's team uh, and and I think we'll uh, we'll we'll end up in the right place and I'm looking forward to to what uh, what what comes out of it and, and what maybe new and, and, and new and innovative things come out of, of that return. Yeah. It's me. You know, and I, I talked about this a little bit earlier. There's probably nothing that's more important than, than getting a women's team. The involvement in the, in the Academy is huge too. Um, we, we want to see more of a pipeline coming from our Academy to the first team the biggest way to do that is through who is coaching our community. Um, what are those facilities? How professional is it? The, the more we upgrade and level up in those areas, simply the better it's going to be. Um, I'm excited about the potential of friendlies. Um, that's very cool. Um, and then continuing, you know, I've been petrified over the past couple of years on the stability of Chattanooga FC. I know I'm a worry wart, but decisions like this, you know, make me feel a lot more comfortable uh, about the, the stability of the club. Totally. Totally. Well, I think guys, that's probably a good place to put a, a kind of a bow on things for tonight. Um, mm -hmm. For re-airs, if you missed the, the show tonight, and by the show, I mean the doc, not this show. Uh, this show is always available on YouTube and Facebook, unfortunately for you guys. Um, there are re-airs of the documentary on um, BBS, same channel. So you need an antenna to see it or you need a cable package that isn't YouTube TV or something like that. So um, I understand those there are those challenges. But there are re-airings tonight at midnight. So tonight at midnight rolling into tomorrow. Um, there's an airing at midnight and there's an airing at 1030 AM on Sunday, the 18th. So if you didn't catch it, you can still catch it. Um, and I, I, I highly recommend it. I, you know, I, I 
this was a, a tearjerker of an episode in a good way. Um, we got to talk to Zach obviously a little bit, but this is something that once it comes out on streaming, I'm sure I'll I'll rewatch all of these in order again. And and guys, I can't believe the first pilot season. The the you know this is not a full season. I was told this is a pilot seasons. So this may get combined into a first half of season one, or this may be the first season. We'll see how things get released to streaming. But it's over. It's done. And season two is coming. So as we wrap up, what's the thing uh, that you're most excited for on Friday? Game on Friday, cfctex.com. Do not miss this game. Friday at 8 p.m. What's the thing you're most looking for? Smitty, go. For Friday? Yeah. Three points. Attaboy. Matty? I want to see how we handle uh, playing on three days rest with uh, against a team that, that's going to be fresher. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity to remind folks that New Amsterdam is not the New Amsterdam of last year when they lost every game three to zero. They are going to be a better team. They've got better players. And they're still going to lose three zero. I would love that. That that would be fantastic. Uh, but like this is going to be a fight. This will not be easy. Uh, and if CFC does come out with three points, then we're going to be sitting on six points on top of the table, at least temporarily, with an excellent shot, uh, with, with at, least, at least a plus four goal difference, an excellent shot of becoming the number one overall seed, uh, pending some results from, from Monday's matches, uh, and a chance to catapult straight to the final on Sunday. Thank goodness Jay Buchanan, producer Jay's in the comments saying he knocked on wood while you were while you were saying those possibilities there. Um, everybody, thank you very, very much. Thank you to Chattanooga Football Club for letting us do these takeovers, these after shows. It's been a, a blessing. It's been really fun. Um, you know, I apologize for all of the uh, the bad jokes and, and letting Matt make bad <laughs> puns. Um, Listen, if you guys, if you dug this content, selfish plug, uh, we have two things you can check out. You can check out our podcast, uh, the Section 109 podcast, anywhere that good or bad podcasts are found. You can also, if you're only going to consume one piece of our content uh, and it's not audio, so if you're going to consume something besides a podcast, check out our YouTube. Uh, we have a YouTube and we have a goal special. We have the greatest goals of all time. Greg, if you're still on here, Greg Hartley, there's might be a goal of yours on the all-time greatest CFC goals list. I don't know. You have to check it out. Check that out at the Section 109 podcast uh, on YouTube. Thank you again to the club. Thank you to the producers. You guys have been awesome. Smitty, if the people want to find you on social media after this, um, get at you about your uh, FPL your fantasy premier league tips or possibly just uh get at you where can they find you <laughs> um you got to pay for the tips but you can find me on instagram at a smitty nose good matthew where can they find you uh on the internet and maybe yell at you about your bad puns you can find me on instagram at uh i am caniglio and you can find me on twitter at whiskey is fine and all my puns are good no, no, they're not. Breezy, where can they find you? You can find me on the internet. Thank you, guys. See you tomorrow night. Go CFC. Peace.